0: Hello, and thank you for listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard around the web on livingwealthyradio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. I am Teresa Kuhn, helping you live wealthier. Resources are available for you at livingwealthyradio.com. Imagine you don't care about what the stock market does or whether interest rates go up or down. Imagine that rising inflation, deflation, and world crisis were less a threat to your wealth and future plans. Imagine you found a way to recover some of the hard-earned money you've been giving away to banks and financial services companies. Such strategies do exist, and I can show you exactly how to do all of that. My name is Teresa Kuhn, host of Living Wealthy Radio. I work with people all over the country and educate them on how money really works, and the results have been phenomenal I reveal secrets the banking sector praise you'll never learn and help you discover there are still ways to keep your nest egg Safe and secure. Learn facts from fiction and how to create a real plan you can use now to ensure your retirement prosperity later. Visit findoutmorenow.com passcode TK93 for your free report. Findoutmorenow dot com passcode TK ninety three. Hello everyone and welcome to
1: Living Wealthy Radio with Teresa Kuhn. I am obviously not Teresa Kuhn. She's out spreading the good news that you can live banker free using the amazing concepts found in Bank on Yourself. This is Tammy DeLue, and I'm here today with my associate producer, Rachel King. We are subbing for Miss Kuhn. It takes two of us to make one Teresa. And keeping with Teresa's emphasis on finding interesting and unique people, bringing you the latest health, and lifestyle information, we have a special show for you today. This is going to be great for those of you who are feeling like you're aging a little faster than you want to, which is probably most of us, right? Or maybe you have continuous sinus infections, congestion, runny nose, aches and pains, lethargy. That's most of us too, probably. You could be experiencing an adverse reaction to milk products, milk proteins. You might even have a severe allergy to milk. Our guest today says that a majority of people experience some kind of adverse reaction to milk products. She claims that consumers have been lured into consuming vast amounts of dairy, not because of scientific research that's proven the need for dairy in the human diet, but rather because of clever and deceptive marketing on the part of the dairy industry. Alexandra Paul is an activist, producer, and actress with over 100 movie and TV credits on her resume. She's most recognized by folks on the street for her portrayal of the very tough and very buff Stephanie Holden on the worldwide phenomenon known as Baywatch. She starred in the movie adaptation of Stephen King's Christine. In 2016, Alexandra received an Indie Series Award for Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy, For the series, Mentor. Alexandra is also an accomplished athlete. As such, she has become convinced that athletes who want to move to the next level need to stop consuming all dairy proteins. She produces the Switch for Good podcast, which gives both athletes and non-athletes what they need in order to begin a dairy-free lifestyle. Alexandra, thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate your time. I want to know the secret of why you're so far away that you don't have an internet connection. I was telling Rachel earlier that I think that you were hiding from the dairy industry, right? <laughs> <Somewhere>.
2: <laughs> Firstly, it's very nice to be here, and thank you for inviting me on your podcast. Actually, I'm just up in Central California visiting a friend, and the, there is no cell connection here because it's that remote in the San Inez Valley. Yeah. Wow. And, but I am on a landline. So I had to actually take a moment when I was dialing because I haven't used the landline in a long time. I want
1: to introduce you to my co-producer here on the show, Rachel. And Rachel, say hello. Hi, Alexandra. It's very, very nice to meet you. Hi, yeah. Rachel. Likewise. If you don't mind, can I tell people how I actually came across you? Because I think that's kind like, of an interesting story. You know how I found you. Tell me, I'm not even sure I know how you came across. One day I was I was reading a review for a book called Lost Cat. And there was an interview that was attached to that, or somehow or another it was cross-referenced. And I went into the interview with your identical twin sister. Yeah, in addition to all the other fun things about you, you're an identical twin, which I think that we could do a whole show on that. Your sister mentioned you in the article somehow. I'm an identical twin and my sister's an actress. And so I started reading. And more than the Hollywood angle, what really intrigued me, honestly, was your absolute commitment to your activism. 90% of what you do I prob- is probably diametrically opposed to my own philosophy. And yet I found myself very intrigued because you're kind of an old school activist, you know, you're the Martin Sheen me to the railroad tracks, get arrested kind of a person. And I said, you know, I admire people. And so does Rachel that have convictions about what they do and why they do it. And the more I read about you, the more interesting and entertaining, I thought you, you would be.
2: Thank you for telling me that story. And I especially appreciate that you had me on the show, even if you might not agree with my point of view and that nowadays we need to have more conversations From people who might not have the same ideas of how to live, but who at least respect the fact that people made choices different from theirs.
1: So I appreciate that about you. I will say since a, a small child, I made the connection between my asthma getting worse and my consumption of dairy. And I could tell that I produced more mucus, even we're talking like 10, 11 years old. I could tell I produce more mucus when I consume dairy. Although I love, as I explained to you, ice cream, and I didn't really want to give that up. I could see the connection. So that part we are agreed on, especially after I went to your website and watched that gross video. I just went, (laughs) I could never look at another piece of cheese the same way again. So tell me, how did you get into this getting people off of dairy mission? How did that come about?
2: Well, yes, I believe that dairy is not a health food. There's also, of course, the environmental angle of the fact that we have 10 billion livestock and animals that are in farms that are producing a lot of manure, using up 80% of the antibiotics and creating super bacteria that have resistance. So we really need to stop doing that. Unfortunately, it's very hard when you put animals in really confined spaces. You have to inoculate them with antibiotics so as not to spread disease. And also, of course, from just a basic animal respect, point of view. What I think people don't realize is that they worry about eating soy, but dairy, milk, cow's milk comes from a pregnant cow she's kept pregnant 10 months of the year so that she can deliver milk it's not given to her calf her calf is removed right away and then that milk is given to humans so it's always been an important issue since i was 14 actually i became a vegetarian when i read a book called diet for a small planet which was an environmental reasons to give up eating meat and then I didn't give up dairy for a long time. It actually took me until about ten years ago to give up dairy. I understand when people take a long time giving up things because it's hard. but when I did, uh, it changed my life when I became vegan, actually, not only because of how I felt but also and how and how I was affecting the planet and animals positively but also just, I looked at the world with different eyes after becoming vegan.
1: I looked at your website, listened to your podcast. It's very well done, by the way. And I did mention it in the intro. And we're going to mention it again before we get off. But one of the things that intrigued me was the fact that you brought out a very good point, And that is that we have pretty much in this country, not been told the truth about dairy products. We've created this whole mythology. I can remember as a kid getting milk basically forced on me and I hated, I hated to drink milk, but it was in school and I was made to feel guilty because I didn't I didn't like it, and so I didn't drink it. And I gave mine away all the time, you know, the, the little cartons they used to give you.
2: You had, you had they put it there, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah well, you didn't have a choice. So is education part of the reason that people don't want to give it up? Because they, they believe a lot of the myths, the food pyramid and all that sort of stuff. You know, if that's the case, can we fix that?
2: Yeah, changing is hard for people. And I, re- I understand that. So I recommend that people do it in increments like substituting the milk they have, trying soy milk is actually, I think, a pretty good approximation. But if they don't want the soy, even though they're still doing better for themselves because soys have less estrogenics than cow's milk from a pregnant cow. And also the estrogenics are plant estrogenics, which are different and act differently on the human body. But there's also almond milk, cashew milk, oat milk, hemp milk, flax milk. I haven't even tasted them all. Uh, but there are so many other things to taste, and it takes a while for you to get used to the new taste. It doesn't mean it's worse, it's just new. So, I wanted to ask you, actually, Tammy, when we talked about ice cream, or we over email before we actually met on this podcast, I suggested that you try some of the non dairy ice creams. Have you been able to do that? I was curious what you thought.
1: Well, I haven't done it yet, but I'll tell you, I have an 18-year-old daughter, and she actually got me kind of interested in the subject. You know the little five-minute video that you have on your website? She's been trying to get me to watch that forever. She goes, Mom, I, I swear, you watch that, you will never want to touch dairy again, but... Uh, I haven't got a chance myself to go out and find one that I really like. I, I do like to make my own sorbets in my Vitamix. You know, I I do put fruit sorbets and stuff, and that's kind of gives me that ice cream feeling. You know, I was raised in Texas. You're not going to get a lot of support for that sort of lifestyle, you know what I mean? Unless you so, live
2: around Austin.
1: Well, that's different. But.
2: I recommend, if you don't like, I'm not a big coconut milk person, so I don't, I prefer not the coconut bases, but I really like the cashew ice creams, and they're great, they're, they're creamier, and I just think they're, and Ben and Jerry's has, Non-dairy ice cream that tastes great, especially because, yes, it does have a lot of chocolate and cookies and gosh knows what inside it (laughs) in each pint. But I really recommend that people try it and wean themselves off dairy because humans are not meant to drink cow's milk. Cow's milk is meant for a calf to grow from 85 pounds at birth to 600 pounds really quickly. And that is not what most humans want to do. Also, the makeup of calf's milk is so different than the makeup of breast milk. And it's so interesting that we as a culture are so at home with drinking cow's milk when we wouldn't even think of drinking breast milk as adults Uh, from, let's say, our neighbor. Is, you know, Sally Mae is pregnant. We wouldn't go over there and drink her breast milk. So why are we drinking from a cow?
1: That's really a a very good point. I never thought of it. But I do think a lot of people don't understand the big dairy industries because many of us, especially me, my parents uh, both came from farms. They both grew up on farms, and I was always at my grandparents' farm. And the way they raised their milk cows was totally different than what you show in your videos. you know they do the commercials where the cows are all content, and everyone's happy and milk seems like a good thing and indeed, my grandparents that's how they raised their their cows. They were never cruel. they just let them live their lives and they gave milk and you know we made cheese out of it and butter and everything else. But I think no one knows what goes on behind closed doors, so can you kind of illuminate for us? A little bit, what's the most heinous thing that you've seen in the dairy industry?
2: Well, I've actually been on these farms, and I, these are factory farms. I mean, as a vegan, I still this is my deeply held conviction that animals are not ours to exploit in any manner, and that, that cow's milk is for a calf and not a human, and that cows are not meant to be penned up in any way or anything like that. So, that's me, my philosophy as a vegan. From a health point of view, you already talked about one of the reasons that cow's milk is, is not good, is that it does promote asthma and makes it worse, develop mucus in your, in your lungs. Seventy-five percent of the world's people have an intolerance to cow's milk. They also think that cow's milk, uh, to, for when given to young babies or it's given to babies, can develop autoimmune diseases like diabetes because of the protein in the cow's milk. It's a complicated scientific thing, but a lot of doctors will tell you that. Now, you asked from a cruelty point of view. I mean, for me, what I've seen, and I'll tell you what I've seen in California, which is the second largest dairy state in the United States, is that these calves are pulled from their mother within hours, put into these little hutches, and isolated. And kept there, that means that they never really get to walk more than two steps in their the first few months of their life, because they're in basically a cage with no no suckling on their mother, or it just to me is isolated, nothing to do, just lie there. And there's in California, there are many uh, hutches that have no bedding, and so they're just hard wood. To me, it's incredibly, incredibly cruel that these little babies are treated like that.
1: Yeah. And I can't, I can't imagine that because again, you know, I grew up being on my grandparents' farm where I actually had names for all the cows and they would come around and I would talk to them and they would bring their calves around. And so it's hard for me to relate to that. And I think that's just a function of having to produce so much, you know, you have these factory farms, but I was reading earlier, and I think you probably know this, that these big corporations, and we're talking some of them are internationally based, or at least have international ties, are being subsidized by the taxpayers at an incredible rate. I mean, you're talking about how bad this food is for us. And 72% of all the corporate farming is actually being subsidized by the taxpayers, which I think is, is horrible. Because we're providing money that and they're actually overproducing milk because people are starting to cut back on dairy products, which is a good thing. I think you probably are encouraged by that. What do you think about the fact that the government plays a huge role in subsidizing this kind of business?
2: Well, I actually I like farmers. In general, when they grow food that is healthy for us, like broccoli, and so I, I don't have, and being a liberal, I don't mind government subsidizing Americans, but I
1: do,
2: I, I do feel like the government is promoting something that Americans are saying they don't want or they want less of, and they're moving away from it. And what the government has started to do. Is to push cheese on Americans because they're drinking less milk but we're eating more cheese and they do that by heavily heavily subsidizing the cheese industry and also promoting it in those commercials so that to me is terrible especially and it's racist by the way because most people who have an intolerance to dairy are people of color and They, in fact, 95% of people from Asia have an intolerance to dairy. And over 70% of African Americans have an intolerance to dairy. Over 70% of people of South American descent have intolerance to dairy. And Native Americans have a very high intolerance to dairy. So whites who hail from Western Europe have only a 15% intolerance to dairy. So it's a very racist system that our government is pushing a product for which most people of color have intolerance, and most white people do not exhibit the same intolerance.
1: I don't know if that's how the government really thinks, though. I, I don't think they they but actually. No, but what I'm that. I i do not
2: think they're saying it actively. But believe me, it wouldn't be put on when peanuts became an allergy-producing, known allergenic. It was pulled from everywhere, and a lot of it had to do is because white kids were intolerant. There's so much power. That is wielded by uh, white Americans in the United States. That they, it would have been pulled and not certainly not subsidized as highly if a lot of senators and Congresspeople's kids were getting sick off a food product.
1: Well, yeah, and I'm sure there's some pockets that are being lined by the dairy industry as well. So you know, we got to look at those things. I think it's amazing that you, you and I are close to the same age. I'll say that. Okay, you know. And we were very close to the same age. Yet you are in incredible shape. And I know that you have to be because, you know, there's pressures put on you as a woman. You know, always be your best when you're working in the industry that you work in. But how do you think going dairy-free has actually helped you physiologically? And you're also an athlete. I want you to, you know, speak to that angle.
2: Well, when I was 20, I did a TV movie called Getting Physical, where I had to play a bodybuilder, and I was not a bodybuilder, and I had to get in shape within. Had, we were starting to shoot within a week, and then, but I started off as an overweight smoker, and then the end of the movie, which took a month to shoot, I was supposed to be a bodybuilder who won a bodybuilding competition. So, the first thing my trainer told me, and his name was Franco Colombo, he was Arnold Schwarzenegger's trainer, was to get rid of the dairy because he said, and he would he would take my skin, he would roll it on my arm, and he'd say because it leaves a layer of fat underneath your skin. Now I don't know the the science beyond that, but if Franco Colombo, who was Mr. Universe and Arnold Schwarzenegger's training partner, was telling me to give up dairy, then that that was a good reason to give up dairy just for the physical benefits of it. The the not the health necessarily, but in terms of your body composition. So do I think dairy I mean I did eat I did drink dairy for a long time, but I know that I feel healthier and am healthier because I don't do dairy now.
1: You do a lot of athletic stuff. I'm so impressed. I, you know, the most athletic stuff I do during the day is probably walk over and turn the computer off. That's probably the end of my exercise <laughs> for the day. It's unfortunate, Not but true. I, I do swim and stuff like that. Great.
2: And now you can walk to the grocery store and grab some Ben and Jerry's non dairy.
1: Okay. Okay. How much, how much stock do you own in that company? Come on.
2: (laughs) I don't actually, it's a dairy, it's a mostly dairy company. So I wouldn't.
1: (laughs) So you and your business partner, you have this podcast and I noticed that the focus is, I think it's inspirational in that you have athletes, world-class athletes, Olympic athletes, professional athletes that come on and talk about how their performance has improved as a result of giving up dairy. Tell us a little bit about what you guys do and how this all came about, this podcast.
2: Well, the Switch for Good podcast, that's Switch and then the Digit for Good podcast, is hosted by myself and my co-host is Dotsie Bao. She won a silver medal in the, she won a, a silver medal in London. When was that? She's an Olympian. She won a silver medal for us and she started a foundation called the Switch for Good Foundation which is basically to inspire people to get off dairy and to expose the myths of that dairy does a body good and she's doing that by showing athletes who are performing at an incredibly high level like herself doing great. Uh, without dairy, and that you don't need dairy to build strong bones. In fact, you can build strong bones much better without dairy, eating green leafy vegetables like kale and chard, and things like that, and and broccoli.
1: Okay, but nobody wants to eat kale and chard and broccoli. Okay, okay. I don't care, because unless you have cheese sauce, and then that defeats the purpose, right?
2: That's right. That defeats the purpose. (laughs) Exactly. Well, no, you can develop, definitely, I encourage people to understand that there are taste palette changes slowly. So just to keep incorporating those things in, and really then the more that you eat vegetables, the less your high salt, high fat, high sugar tendencies and habits will, you know, have a hold on you.
1: Yeah. And if you have kids, I think the sooner you start them, that was my big mistake was like most parents, I just give in to my daughter and Let her eat whatever. But if I had started as a young child saying, "Mm, yummy seaweed, maybe or maybe not. Maybe she would go for it. Maybe she would just look at me and go, you are crazy, mom. Hand me the the M&Ms. I don't know.
2: I do think that we do develop taste buds early and tastes early, but we can change them. And we have to remember that the high salt, high sugar, those M&Ms, yum, high fat, those are, those are like drugs. They act on our body like drugs. And broccoli and kale and chard don't give that little dopamine spark in our brain.
3: You, you have nieces and nephews, Rachel. What do, how do they eat? Do they eat junk? No, because my sister is really good about that. She actually has, from a very young age, introduced to Thai food and Ethiopian food and just different and vegetables a lot of vegetables, and they actually crave it. They actually love broccoli with, you know, a little butter and salt at night, and same for me. I think, you know, I actually, I eat salads every night, and if I don't, I feel like something's missing, so I think the more you eat that way, the more you start to crave it and need it. You're right, and actually, you know, Rachel would could tell you that I'm not a total
1: lost cause, Alexandra, because I do love to cook, and I do do a lot of vegetables. I just have to get myself away from that gum ice cream. So. Well, first, just make the switch
2: to a non-dairy ice cream. And then you can wean yourself off to smaller and smaller portions. But as a health coach, I'm also a certified health coach, I can give your listeners some tips to making changes. And one of them is to make it easy. Because one of the problems is that opening a, a bag of M&Ms or grabbing a hot dog at 7-Eleven is really fast and easy. And so you want to make having broccoli, and carrots, and lentil soup. You want to make that easy. And that means doing just some pre-cutting, pre-planning, having the lentil soup ready in a bowl in your refrigerator instead of in the, of your pantry where you haven't hasn't seen the light of day for months. So really making these foods that you want to eat prominent in your kitchen and easy to access and eat right away. So pre-chopping, keeping them in view on your kitchen table, on your kitchen counters instead of the bags of chips. Put those up high and in the back or very low and in the back, and you're you're less apt to grab them.
1: You know, what I was curious about, though, it's funny. Everybody thinks that California is going to be super tolerant of everybody's point of view. We know that's not the case. But I'm curious as to what pushback you've had, because even within the industry, there are people that, you know, the Milk Mustache campaign and some of the other campaigns that were out there, they were your fellow actresses and actors participating in this. I'm curious as to what kind of pushback had because of your viewpoints.
2: Um, I haven't gotten much because, you know, the truth is if someone wants to eat meat and junk food and lots of dairy, that is that is completely up to them. So all I want to do is educate people and inspire them to make the change by providing information, education, stories about how to do it and why to do it.
1: That's good. And I do think that, again, for people with upper respiratory issues like I've had all my life, I can tell the difference when I don't Consume dairy. So I think there is a connection absolutely between dairy and some of the health problems. And again, I kind of agree with you on this. And a matter of fact, I was gonna throw down the gauntlet and say that I would go dairy free for six weeks uh, completely. Oh uh Uh-oh.
2: You were Uh-oh. saying Uh-oh. I was going to. Well, that is
1: <laughs> Okay, okay. Well, no, 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 okay, all right. I, I will do it. I'll I'll make a challenge, you know, and to, to inspire people. I will do it for six weeks, and then I'll report back to you what my experience was. That's great.
2: And you know what? Good for you, Tammy. You, I, you know, even if you want to just do it for three weeks, you don't have to take off such a big chunk. I always encourage people when they make a change not to make the resolution too daunting because – then people feel overwhelmed. Um, Six weeks is great, but if you want to just do three weeks...
1: You might as well go for it because in six weeks, somebody once told me, I don't know if this is true, that after six weeks of doing anything, you will discover whether or not that you can do it. I am
2: happy to hear how it goes at the end of the six weeks, let me just give you a few tips. First of all, go through your kitchen. I know your daughter lives with you, right? Do you have other people in your household? Yes,
1: I have my husband and I have our dog, which uh, he he really enjoys dairy, unfortunately.
2: Oh, um, well, I would take out with you know it's got to be your husband and your your daughter have to be on board the dog too but i would go through your kitchen and get rid of everything that was tempting to you and find replacements for them and you can find it for butter earth balance found in most grocery stores is, is start. Uh, for the actual cow's milk, you can find substitutes of a whole bunch of nut milks and grain milks. And yeah, I, I think almond milk is, the, is probably the easiest and you can get it in vanilla sweetened or van- unsweetened and this and that. And I think the vanilla unsweetened might be the most like milk for you. And, um, and then the ice cream and then cheese. Cheese is a tough one for people. Are you a cheese person? Do you really like cheese?
1: I love a good baked brie with a pear and a glass of white wine. You know, it's...
2: Yeah, so that's going to be, that might be your, where you feel the most, get the most cravings and where you might break down. So let me just, because alcohol loosens your inhibitions too. And you might go, Oh, what the heck? That was a stupid thing I did. I said on that podcast, no, I no, did. No, no,
1: no. Rachel, Rachel, tell her, I did tell you this beforehand, didn't I? Before I ever yeah, had a yeah. few times and yeah. And I'll
3: hold her to it, I promise.
2: And well, so one of the things is, is to have a good substitute there. Plan ahead so that when you have your glass of wine and you, you know, normally have your brie, decide beforehand what you're going to eat, because in the moment, we make bad decisions. Beforehand, like they did this study where they had people dis- decide what choose for themselves. Were they going to eat this apple or these M&M's right now? And they most people pick the M&M's right now. But then when they said, well, what would you like to commit to eating tomorrow? At this same time, and most people pick the apple because when we make decisions beforehand, we tend to make smarter decisions. And once we make a decision, we're more likely to keep to that decision than if we made the decision right in the, another decision right in the moment. Do you understand what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, this is like a bad relationship. You want to make sure you have a substitute ready when you ditch the relationship
2: and Exactly. So you, a exactly a rebound exactly so that that'll you don't stop you from going back to the to the bad relationship <laughs> yeah
1: okay so I had a bad relationship with dairy I think I yeah. can commit to this I now I mean
2: there aren't cheeses I there is um somebody who swears up and down they make a great brie I haven't tasted it but a lot of the cheeses are not great that are, um, yeah cashew based and all that but I like
1: it in France it would never go over okay so right, don't right. It, exactly yeah.
2: Exactly, but Miyoko's has a good cheese. A lot of good soft cheeses, cheddar, chive, cream cheese, gouda. They have some farmhouse gouda type cheeses, so they have they have a good selection. So, but so you don't
1: want me to cut the cheese. You want me to cut out the cheese. Okay, I got it.
2: Ah, so. yes. Cut out the cheese. You'll be less likely to cut the cheese. So <laughs> that's
3: really good. Yeah, a lot of
2: people who have digestive problems, constipation, they oh, yeah. by cutting out dairy, they will really help move things through their body much more effectively. Right.
1: Industry. And that's where a lot of gut health is really important. And I do know that inflammation is the cause of a lot of diseases. It's like the root cause of many of the ailments that we have in society. So this is this is good. This is a good start for me. And, you know, you... So are you starting right now? I'm going to start in the morning after <laughs> I think
2: Okay, so you're gonna have one breakout. So okay, so let me just I'm gonna look and see when.
1: Okay, you gotta tell me. So now all the any of the listeners they're gonna email me and say, okay, how you doing? How you doing? Ooh, I think it will baby. be
2: January 21st. <laughs> will be your okay. six weeks, I think. But
1: right, I gotta go through Christmas. Ooh. Yes. Ooh, yes. and New Year's. So I'll just walk right past that plate of orders.
2: Now, you know that no dairy means like no milk chocolate and a lot of those candies and stuff. I so know. you can have dark chocolate, though. <laughs> and remember remember the ice cream that in which I do not have any investments. But, yeah, there's many ice creams.
1: This dairy thing has turned out to be really, really fascinating. But you do so many other things. I mean, I could talk to you all day because, like, last night I was watching some of your clips. And I was laughing because I saw the one with Leslie Nielsen where they folded you up in a bed. Yeah. That was so funny. I don't know why. I, I guess I was drinking a lot. I uh, I thought that I was laughing about that for about 20 minutes. You that know, was from how, the movie Spy Hard, which was... That it. was from... You have an identical twin sister, and I'm fascinated by twins. I have twins in my family. I think, Rachel, did you have twins in your family? My mom's a, a twin. So there's so much to say about twins, but I'm, is your sister a vegan or non-dairy person? My
2: sister is a vegan, too. My brother is a vegan. My mother is pretty much a vegan because she had cancer and... For my birthday, I asked her to watch the documentary Forks Over Knives, which talks about how dairy protein can actually turn on and off cancer cells. And so she had cancer, wow, six years ago, and it has not, she's now all good. So she's, she, obviously she was convinced. So I think pretty much we all eat vegan. My brother uh, ha, has been an animal rights activist since he was a teenager, and we're now in our 50s. So he he was a part of the Animal Liberation Front, which is an underground animal rights organization. And he He went to jail for releasing lots of animals, and he spent four years in jail for his work as an animal rights activist, yes.
1: Wow, and then I think in 2003, you had five days in jail for protesting the Iraqi war. That was something I actually agreed with you on. But I thought, (laughs) seriously, I'm a libertarian. You agree with me on
2: a lot of things. Well, we,
1: I'm a libertarian, and we actually were the only party that stayed consistently anti war, right? Yeah. So I was I, totally, know, I
2: know, and I really respect that about libertarians, by the way.
1: Well, thank you. I
2: protested the Iraq war peacefully with Catholic workers, actually. I was with a priest, one <laughs> arrest, and the other arrest was with a bunch of Catholic workers who work, yeah, basically service to the poor and protesting for peace, working for peace. Nowadays, what activists are in their armchairs, lasting <laughs> off passionate things on Twitter and Facebook.
1: But yeah, a lot of people are all talk. And, and that's why I said it caught my attention right away that you were willing to do something for it. Because, you know, going to jail, I mean, could jeopardize your career. It could do a lot of things. It could make a negative public image. Get yeah, you out right of the then. Tabloid.
2: Because then it was the first day of the Iraq, the first bombing that I first did a peaceful protest. It was a civil disobedience with the priest. And then the other one was just 30 days later. So the Iraq War was incredibly popular. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think my career has been hurt, but I'm not sure. It's okay if it has, because I've worked enough and I've been able to also be an activist, which is really, I've worked enough to pay the bills. And then I've also been able to, do, to be an activist for things that are important to me. And
1: that's really all you can ask for, really. I mean, that's a perfect thing. We promised We'd ask you some more things uh, regarding some things that you're doing now. So I'm going to turn it over and have Rachel just talk to you for a minute about some upcoming stuff or, you know, whatever's going on in your life besides dairy.
3: Yeah. First of all, I had a real quick question about being vegan, if that's okay. Do you have any places, sources that you go to for recipes or anything? I think that so many people find it intimidating just even shopping for food and you know whole places like whole foods make it so easy but a lot of people can't afford that so do you have any good sources for or or tips i know you kind of touched on it before yeah you know getting rid of it's
2: a great question because a lot of people think what what do I eat? And it is hard yeah. in the beginning. I When I first gave up dairy, I really loved Caesar salads and frozen yogurt. And I didn't know, and those aren't actually really super healthy foods, but they've satiated me. And I didn't know
3: what to eat. Yes, that's Instead, the thing. And
2: so it's easy to become a junk food vegan, especially in the beginning. But eat, eat beans, eat grains. There's so many grains and beans we ignore because we're just, having pinto and black beans and whole wheat. You know, those are the only things we basically, and you know, whole wheat pasta. And yeah. there's so many other foods. I eat a lot of potatoes. They're very satiating. Calorie per calorie potatoes are the most satiating food. According to a scientific study, we had a scientist on our show, and he wasn't vegan, but he did say that potatoes were, calorie for calorie, the most satiating food. And sweet potatoes are also excellent for you. And, you know, nuts nut butters. I like people to start with their breakfast. Start with your breakfast because most people have the same breakfast every day or about the same. So if you can veganize that by substituting their eggs, there's now something called, I think it's called Just Eggs. They have a product called Just Mayo that actually 7-Eleven sells. I heard, I read that 7-Eleven only sells Just Mayo, which is a non-egg product instead of any other mayo, by the way. So Just Egg is a is a product that my husband says is okay in consistency. I I never really liked eggs, but so you can do a tofu scramble where you can just Google tofu scramble and instead of eggs, you have tofu. We eat vegan. We just don't eat wholly vegan. So it's just about taking out the non-vegan things and finding substitutes. I really like Beyond Meat sausages. They don't have soy for people who are afraid of soy. I'm not afraid of soy, but they're made of pea protein. They're not a quote-unquote health food, but they're a great substitute if you're looking for something that sort of takes the place of your meat at breakfast, your sausages at breakfast, or your hamburger. There's the Impossible Burger. So just add a lot of vegetables to these things and grains nuts, fruits, freeze some bananas like I think Tammy might be doing and put them in uh, Vitamix and you get a great ice cream. Go to switchforgood.org and you'll find recipes there. Yep. You don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to give up your favorite, favorite food. Give up the things you're not as crazy about and that you're not as attached to because an animal suffered for that food. So if you're going to eat it, you, you should really, really, really appreciate it. It's incredibly disrespectful not to eat it all or to sort of go, oh, I'm not really into this. But you still eat it, which means an animal died or suffered for something you didn't even really like. So that's my advice.
3: Somebody said to put a bowl together with avocado and quinoa and beans and veggies all yeah. together, and that's that's a good meal also.
2: That's a great you know. meal. Exactly. Yeah. Have beans as your basis. Like that thing is on the Switch for Good podcast, switchforgood.org and it's under the menus, there, under some recipes there. And yeah, if you eat whole foods, that means stuff that doesn't come out of package, so fresh fruit, vegetables, nuts, grains, seeds, you will get all the protein and the fiber that you need. Americans are so focused on protein, but 99% of Americans, 100% of Americans, if they eat whole foods and enough calories, will get enough of their protein needs met. And if you want to supplement with a pea, pea protein or something, you can certainly do that. Pre protein powder, but most Americans are not getting enough fiber, and that is important. So you will get enough fiber also with a vegan diet. It
1: really yeah, does. You- you'll get fiber and you'll move it through. But I'm just thinking, you know, we are obviously omnivores, right? I mean, that's our physiology. So can you be sure you're going to get enough protein so that you you don't have some of the you know problems that are associated with Not getting enough?
2: Yeah, I'm sure. If you eat a whole food diet, yes, I've done it myself without adding any kind of protein powder. If you're nervous, add a protein powder. Gives you 25 grams of protein. Have a have a Beyond Meat sausage. It's 20 grams of protein or something. If you ate 2,000 calories of broccoli, you would get 146 grams of protein. Vegetables have protein in them. They're just less calorie dense, so it's it's hard to eat 2,000. You know, nobody would really want you to do that. It's just to make a point. Is that Broccoli has protein in it. Beans have protein in it. Nuts have protein. Fruit has, everything has a little bit of protein. And you put that in and, and you can eat so much more because you are, so many more vegetables and things, because you're not eating calorie-dense foods, you will get enough protein. Some people believe we're not omnivores. I, I don't know. And all I know is that the studies do show that humans across the world that eat less meat, more vegetables, more fruit, nuts grains seeds are healthier and
3: excellent yeah well to kind of switch it up a little bit i understand that you have some movies coming up oh yeah thank
2: you for asking so nowadays i'm working a lot on the podcast Switch for good and also i have private clients as a health coach but i also am still acting i starred in a lifetime movie that's coming out in january and i'm afraid i don't it was called runaway when we shot it but they always change the title. So I do not know what it's called, unfortunately, but it will show up on my IMDb page or on my website when it comes out and i um did two other independent movies one is called pink skies ahead where i worked with michael mckean of spinal tap and dog show and um and um and another movie independent movie called the estate so uh, those will come out
1: next year i was going to ask you about that rachel and i like we both of us have this weak spot for lifetime movies and the hallmark channel okay I don't know, there's something about those that is just, I don't know, what is it, Rachel? What makes them so appealing? I don't. Besides beautiful men that are on those?
3: Things. I don't know, I think it's a lot of it is stuff that women actually go through, and choleric movies are a little bit more heartwarming, and a little less true to life, maybe? I think that's what it is?
1: I'm not sure exactly. So, you've done a lot of those, though, Alexandra, haven't you? Done quite a few of the Lifetime movies.
2: Yes, I have, actually. I really like working on them. A lot of, I've done the, uh, a lot of Women in Peril, uh, a few Christmas movies, but mostly women in peril vanquishing the bad guy and I've been fortunate to star in 14 lifetime movies and then 14 or 15 maybe I actually lost count but and then three more I've had smaller roles in so almost 20 movies I've been in And then a lot of times the movies I shoot, they end up on Lifetime eventually, but ones that are made and sold first to Lifetime, probably about 18 of them.
1: So what's your favorite kind of character to play though? It's not the femme fatale, right? Or I know on Baywatch, I mean, you were, um, I I did see a clip and it's more like you're a strong, determined, athletic type of woman, but what's your favorite kind of character to play?
2: You know, I like play, I I prefer, I don't really like playing those roles anymore. I mean, I'd like, I'll do them. I'm happy to do them, but I don't prefer. I prefer them because I've played a lot of the sort of together woman who is a good person and <laughs> she's got it together and she has to overcome an obstacle. But um, what I like to play is people who are totally screwed up. <laughs> That's who I like to
1: play. Oh, that, I, now I know, Rachel, who I'm going to get to do my, auto, you know, my biopic. <laughs> but I mean I, I think those are challenging but I also think you do comedy really well I wanted to say that it's a hard hard thing to do and I think that when you can do it well that is a really great piece of acting
2: well thank you I haven't had a lot of experience in comedy but I was in Dragnet with Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks and Spy Hard with Leslie Nielsen I did have a part in Borat but it was cut and it Just in the, they decided to change the ending, and it was a different ending than the one I was in. The very end, they changed the ending, and I'm in the extras. But I had fun doing that.
1: With uh... we have to have you back on to talk about some of your other stuff. And uh, I would like to
2: talk about your your non dairy experience. So maybe (laughs) you can have me on your
1: podcast. You can have me on your podcast as your poster child uh, (laughs) to, to describe what happens when an ordinary Southern California fluffy middle-aged woman goes dairy-free maybe we could even make a documentary of it follow me around my house as my husband tries to hide the brie i really appreciate you taking time to be with us today because it's amazing that there are people that really stick to their guns and actually do things and not just talk about them and
3: i really appreciate it have fun with your friends and rachel do you want to sign us out i think this has been excellent and that's alexandra paul
0: You've been listening to Living Wealthy Radio heard around the web on livingwealthyradio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. Download or subscribe to our podcast to hear a new show every week. I am Teresa Kuhn, and I hope you'll join me again next week as I show you ways to live wealthier. Resources are available for you on our website at livingwealthyradio.com.